Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey here with Kim Bilotto. Kim, we've got a full plate today, but we've got some housekeeping that I want to get out of the way before we get to David Blackman, who's sitting on hold right now on the telephone. New issue, Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. Another great issue. Talk about it for, for a few seconds. Well, you know, Alvin, John Walker, who is the president and CEO of Intervest, is an amazing guy. And once again, we get to bring to our readers this amazing company and why they're such an amazing company is it comes back to the leadership and it comes back to the culture of the company and the organization and how how much they really truly believe in uh, having a great company great culture great working environment and most importantly great environmentalists that care and want to do good and do right but also provide resources for for the world and for for us so great company awesome 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 uh, story now you want to see how a small business gets really big read that article that's it, right to the billions exactly <laughs> and it's online at shalemag.com that's s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g.com if you'd like a hard copy of it there's you click the button on shalemag.com stay in the loop and we will be happy to send you a magazine if you just send us a little note in there the Mexico Conference. Mexico. Third annual Mexico Conference is coming to San Antonio next week. It'll be in town on the 24th and the 25th here in beautiful San Antonio, Texas on the Riverwalk. St. Anthony Hotel. And you're going to be at the uh, Doug Conference up in Midland. That's right. We are going to be stretched this week of making sure that we are at all the conferences that really matter to us. And a lot of great conferences are uh, all over the state of Texas. So we are heading to all of them. Busy, busy, busy week ahead for Shell Magazine and in the Oil Patch Radio Show. Hey, be sure and uh, go to shellmag.com. Click on the Teak button and join Teak. If you haven't, there's a whole lot of really neat stuff coming for Teak. And sign up for the Shell mobile app. Why would you not do that? Hey, right now, though, Kim, we do need to catch up with David Blackman, our resident energy expert and associate editor of Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. David, welcome to In the Oil Patch. Hey, how y'all doing today? Absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. I agree. <laughs> That's the buzzword of the day. Phenomenal is the buzzword <laughs> of the day. That's the new word to learn. I like it. Well, you know, um, David, we have uh, a lot of things have happened since the last time we talked just last week pertaining to President Trump, the administration. Let's discuss, first of all, this crime coming from the Democratic Party of impeachment or uh, some elected officials. Talk to me a little bit about what your thoughts on why are they doing this and is there any possibility any, any, any that this could happen? Well, it's they, they um, you know, in the news media, they're coordinating an effort here to basically try to paralyze the administration and, and prevent any policy work from getting done by overwhelming the White House and, and the, the administration with, with these kinds of fake scandals that we see popping up here. You know, basically on a daily basis, there's something new. Uh, they never turn out to really amount to anything, but... Uh, it's an obvious coordinated strategy, and um, to you just know, wear down the people, so right? Just wear down the administration, prevent it from being able to focus on the actual policy work, which you know, uh, as we in the oil and gas industry know, has been very important to us already here in the first four months of the administration. So, um, 
you know, uh, and it's up to the Trump administration has got to get better about uh, responding to it and, and frankly, uh, ignoring it most of the time rather than focusing on it. But um, so far, they haven't uh, developed a, a working strategy at this point. Well, do you think it's also because he's dealing with so many holdovers from Obama, the Obama administration that are still either hard yeah. to get out of there and or um, they just really have not staffed the White House and their team well enough with Trump supporters? Yeah, you know, so one of the uh, downsides of the way they came into to this administration being so action-oriented during the first couple of months is in order to be so action-oriented and you get so much done in those first several weeks, uh, if you remember, I mean, my God, the first two months of this administration, there was something new, being good thing happening basically every day. And uh, one of the downsides of that is you're not taking the breath to step back and, and properly staff the White House and, and, and these other agencies. And so there's a lot of, of uh, administrative staff there at the White House that's still Obama holdovers that really just needs to be cleaned out. I'm sure that's where most of the leaks are coming from. And then in these agencies like the EPA and the Interior Department and, and the intelligence agencies, you know, they're just filled with people who are obviously disloyal to this president, um, don't mind taking the country um, in, in, in down a bad path, uh, in, you know, for personal gain and their own political priorities. And, um, you know, I think the president really is going to, once he gets back from this foreign trip that's coming up, take a step back, a deep breath. And start focusing on cleaning those people out of there and getting uh, replacements in place for them. I think that's absolutely necessary. But I think really what is uh, a sad but truthful fact is it just seems like there are so many millions of voters that voted for him and their uh, desire to have a president and have this president are just going on death ears. And I just can't believe that the Democratic Party doesn't understand that a lot of these voters were their voters and they need to give this president a chance. Yeah, you know, and Maxine Waters is a, is a great example. Just today, I saw a film of her in night. You know, she has been the most vocal Democrat calling for impeachment since even before the president took office. Honest to God, uh, four or five days before he even took the oath of office, she was calling for his impeachment. Um, a film uh, surfaced uh, today, uh, just today, that shows her in, in, in 1998 referring to the impeachment of Bill Clinton. That was going on at that time as a coup d'etat that was ignoring the will of the voters. Uh, you know, and it sounds uh, so, like it sounds like there that that sounds like the whole entire party is moving in this in this way. And I have to say, as an yeah. independent voter, I really don't sway one way or another. But I would probably venture to say that as a result of what I'm seeing right now, it really makes me say I probably would have a really hard time voting for any Democrat right now, just because the party seems to be so lost in not listening to the greater good of the country and what the voters want. So, uh, and that included their voters. But I want to switch gears real quick, get off the subject of, of the impeachment and move on to this Comey situation. And the independent council that was uh, selected to review now, it the Russia uh, did Russia have a hand in the election? Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on where Comey is, because I understand that, you know, he testified to Congress that no one had approached him. This right. Was just well, yeah. And, and Comey, so the whole point with that memo, if it does exist, 
uh, is that if if it if does exist, <laughs> Director Comey, if it exists, and if Director Comey thought that the president was attempting to obstruct justice, then then Mr. Comey, and that was in February, that was February 17th, supposedly, uh, he had a duty under the law to immediately report that situation to the attorney general and his superior other superiors at the Department of Justice. And and by not doing that, uh, he is subject to prosecution. That's a felony to not report that kind of behavior. Exactly. Uh, right. And so, you know, uh, but again, just on May 3rd, uh, Director Comey, who, you know, the Democrats uh, kind of alternate between saying he's the devil or an honorable man, or, you know, depending on what he's done last, um, he, he said that he has never, from President Trump or any other president, had a president try to interfere with one of his investigations. So um, <laughs> the New York Times report, uh, under any circumstances, regardless if the memo exists or not, is fake news. It's a fake news report. And, and look at how much traction it has picked up when you look at on the news, the, the main media, uh, Facebook, all social outlets, media outlets, they've all just taken to this is – this is done. That memo exists, and it's over for Trump, and we need to investigate him. It's amazing to me how much fake uh, media is out there and how much it really does. Well, I'm sure at some point the state of Hawaii is going to release that memo. <laughs> uh, somebody somebody, hopefully will. I mean, if it does exist, we need to see it. Uh, and every other memo he ever wrote has been subpoenaed by the Senate Judiciary Committee, so we need to see them all. And uh, it's time to get Mr. Comey's thoughts out into the public record. Exactly. Instead of letting the media talk and most of it is not accurate or correct. And that was the point is don't believe everything that you are hearing in the media. And uh, hopefully President Trump will be allowed the opportunity to uh, continue doing all the, the great work he's doing as far as creating jobs, working on the energy sector, letting him get back to work, him and his administration. David, I do want to thank you for coming on the show again this week. It was a pleasure having you on the show. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks for having me. Thanks, David. Well, Kim, that's about going to do it for this segment. Coming up in the next segment and for the rest of the show, we're going to be visiting with Glenna Strauss. She's the Community Relations Advisor for ConocoPhillips Eagle Ford Division. It's going to be a great show, a great interview, and she's coming up next on In the Oil Patch. Great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired to the time they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your employees' health care needs, health care that comes to you. Call 1-866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. Home to the prolific Permian Basin and Eagle Ford Plays, Texas is North America's most active oil-producing region, and its midstream operators handle millions of barrels of crude and cubic feet of natural gas every single day, which is why Heart Energy developed its annual Midstream Texas Conference and Exhibition, giving industry professionals a comprehensive look at midstream business activity from the state's premier shale plays to its massive Gulf Coast refining complexes. Join us at Midstream Texas, May 23rd through the 24th, 2017 in Midland, Texas at the Midland County Horseshoe Arena. You can register for this great event at MidstreamTexas.com. Once again, that's MidstreamTexas.com. We'll see you there. 
Empower Rural Texas and join the Texas Rural Challenge at the Waco Convention Center from June 29th through the 30th. Hosted by the UTSA Institute for Economic Development SBDC Rural Business Program, this is the largest state event of its kind. Engage in innovative presentations regarding small business leadership and community development or business plan competitions for Texas small business owners and college students. Join the challenge and register as an attendee, vendor, or sponsor at TexasRuralChallenge.org. PISA is the Petroleum Equipment and Services Association who is the unified voice for the energy industry's service, supply, and manufacturing organizations advocating and supporting continued achievements in job creation, technological innovation, and economic stability. PISA provides corporate membership opportunities in two categories, industry and allied. Over the years, a lot of amazing companies have become members of PISA, but don't take my word for it. Click on the directory on their website and see for yourself. In order to become a member of PISA, all you need to do is go to PESA.org, click on the membership tab, and fill out an application. Once again, that's PESA.org. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Now in studio, we have a, an amazing guest, uh, a woman who I admire greatly, who has been a friend of mine for, for many, many years. Uh, but I do want to welcome Conoco Phillips, Glennis Holmstrauss. Glennis, welcome to End the Oil Patch Radio Show. Kim, I am delighted to be here. You know, Glennis, we met about four or five years ago uh, in Eagle Ford, but I, I want to get started. I want to understand your background of how did you get into oil and gas and come to work for ConocoPhillips. So let's start with what's your title, what are you doing at ConocoPhillips, and how did you fit into ConocoPhillips? I am a stakeholder relations advisor in the communities that ConocoPhillips has assets, and that is B, Live Oak, Carnes and DeWitt County. So mostly Eagle Ford, Shell. It's the Eagle Ford. It's the central part of the Eagle Ford, actually. And um, it's funny that you ask me how I came to the oil field. I was born into it. I always say I was born to a three-fingered, one-eyed tool pusher and his wife that move around every six weeks. So I'm well acquainted with how the oil field used to work. And then I was at Coastal Bend College for 34 years in higher education for 35 and basically worked the Eagleford because we did speech tournaments, uh, recruited students from all over this area. So I was very well uh, aware of what these counties were like. And, you know, I lived in one county, worked in another county, and had a heritage family in Corns County. So knew those three counties very well. Um, and so you decided to come to work in ConocoPhillips at the boom of Eagle Ford Shell, correct? Right. I was, um, when I was dean at Coastal Bend College, a woman from uh, ConocoPhillips came into my office and said that they had opened up a job in the Eagleford. And I said, well, where, where in the Eagleford? And she told me those four counties. And I, I said, well, what's the job? And she said, well, getting to know the stakeholders, the people that are going to be impacted by this. And it was just starting to boom then. And I said, shut the door. I want the job. How do I apply? So about three weeks later, I went to Houston, interviewed, and got the job. You know, one of the greatest things that I think I have seen is um, the the generosity, the professionalism that is within the oil and gas sector as a whole. But it has it's really been more apparent in Eagle Ford because kind of like you, this is where we were born too. Shell Magazine was born in Eagle Ford. The Oil Patch Radio Show was born in Eagle Ford, a very important and key and, and very um, um, 
it means a lot to me in my heart, this specific area, because it really helped me to see really how great these oil and gas companies treat not only their employees, but the community. And so this is exactly what your job entails. Um, so I want to start with, tell me a little bit about uh, how many employees and where is Conoco located in mm-hmm. Eagleford? When we first started in the Eagleford, they were in B County in a bank building, which was not quite large enough for what was going on. But then we moved and built a brand new building in Kennedy, Texas, which is in the heart of our asset area. And we have a, a beautiful new building there. We have 125 people now who survive the bust, so to speak, and li- and work actually work in our facility in Kennedy, but associated with the Eagleford in all of our counties. We have about 671 employees who work come through that building at some point during their week or an associated outlier in, in our uh, separation plant or in one of our field areas. And, um, you know, being to uh, ConocoPhillips, Y'all's location, and actually, you know, in the lobby is where you'll find a Shell magazine um, there as well. Um, it is a it is a brand new building that you guys invested money and resources to build from the ground up, and also gave back to that community. But I want to understand a little bit more about the culture of Conoco Phillips. So tell me a little bit about what is the company culture at Conoco. I think the best way to describe the culture is through our spirit values. And spirit stands for something that is part of our uh, work ethic. It's a part of our values. And the first is safety. And it's always safety first with ConocoPhillips, whether it's in a meeting with three people or a meeting with 300 people. Safety is always first, or if it's out in the field especially. We, We value our people. We we look at them as individuals. We value them as volunteers in the communities. And they are invaluable to me because they can go to a community and they live in that community. And they can be the face of ConocoPhillips in that community. Integrity and, and making sure that we always do the right thing, whether it's with the environment, with our people, with the way that we're running our business. And then the R stands for responsibility. And nothing is somebody else's responsibility. It's my responsibility first. And that may mean stopping a job because it's unsafe. Mm-hmm. It may mean owning up to, to what it is that needs to be done. It may need speaking up and saying this is what needs to be done in the community. And then the next is innovation. And that's one thing I am supremely proud of as an educator first because I see teams working together and by the way that's what the t stands for is team so through collaboration through people who work in the field they have figured out how to make things work more efficiently for less cost and through the downturn i saw people sitting in offices comparing notes and saying how could we do this better and through that innovation was born and teamwork is really the heart and soul of those spirit values And, you know, going back to how long you and I have known each other, and I've only known you in your official capacity with ConocoPhillips, so it's not like we've been lifelong friends. But I do believe that I have come to know you very well, not just as an employee of ConocoPhillips, but as a person. And these different letters and the different things that they mean to to ConocoPhillips culture uh, they really do have meaning. And, and I've seen it in the four to five years that we've known each other that 
These aren't just words that companies put together. You guys, honestly, you stand by it. And I'm excited to get into the show here to talk about some of these things. So we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Wool Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, and let's talk. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. And we're back. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Glennis Strauss, who is with ConocoPhillips. Glennis, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the values that ConocoPhillips basically holds in in their spirit value. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, what that means to your culture and to you. Kim, what I wanted to, to express to you is that I've worked for different businesses, different companies throughout my life. And I know we have spent hours and hours working on mission statements and value statements and all of those kinds of things. And the day after that, that is put in print and put in some kind of catalog or book somewhere, if you ask any employee, they would say, I have no idea. Let me go look it up. <laughs> Let me go look it up. Let me see if I can find the book. But I can guarantee you, if you walked up to a Conoco employee and asked what any of those spirit, SP. I-R-I-T, what that stood for and what it meant to the company, they would be able to tell you and give you examples of every one of them like I did earlier. You know, it's also a game changer for a lot of these little drilling towns that had never experienced uh, the growth. And one of them specifically is, you know, you build a building, you pay property taxes, you employ a lot of employees. This is a really significant investment into their community provides a lot of dollars and resources. So I, I'm curious, how long has ConocoPhillips been operating in an Eagle Ford? I was researching this a couple of weeks ago for another project and found that we started sending people to the Eagle Ford, our lease hounds, looking for leases in 2009. And people who had formerly been in an area of South Texas along the border in Webb County called the Aguilaris started m- being moved up to Beeville, to the Corns County area, because that's where the leases we were getting, we could see that that was going to be what we call our sweet spot. And it indeed is is a a very sweet, 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 (laughs) sweet spot. So the people who came from the Aguilaris, many of them came up and brought their expertise in that oil field and have been working it since 2009. And they sold that at that field in South Texas, by the way, as we have some other ones, because we recognize what an asset the Eagle Fruit is to ConocoPhillips and to Texas, by the way. 
I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I also am kind of interested in your community initiatives because it seems like to me, uh, you know, having Shell Magazine for now going on five years in Eagle Ford, whenever you hear community initiatives, especially in Carnes County, ConocoPhillips is somewhere near it. So let's talk about, I mean, you've had a long history of partnering with the community, but what are some of the community initiatives that you guys are anticipating here soon or some that you are currently working on? Well, Kim, the first thing that is important about community initiatives is that we are more interested in forming relationships and understanding individuals in the community who we can understand are advocates for the petroleum industry. So we form those relationships so that they know us and we know them. Um, In forming those relationships, we have several different opportunities for people to come into our building. It's a 45,000-square-foot building just outside of Kennedy, Texas. So it provides room for a lot of things to happen. We have a Citizens Advisory Committee that is comprised of 14 people from the four counties. These are leaders, not, not elected leaders, but movers and shakers in those communities. And we bring them in. We have for the past three years. This is the third year. And really educating them on the oil and gas industry because it has impacted their community drastically. And we want them to understand deep information, not just what you might see in the newspaper. We have Eagleford Roundtables where we invite the elected officials in to come and we start with the judge and say, what is it that you're interested in? And then we bring our subject matter experts in to discuss that. We have land meet and greet so that our landowners come into our facility. We give them a tour. They get to meet their landmen and the surface land and a lot of other people so that they really know who we are. So building relationships is important. And then we have charitable opportunities within ConocoPhillips. And we have a committee that is our Community Relations Investment Committee. And by the way, our our grant opportunities are open now until July 31st for nonprofits, for schools, and government organizations. And I want to stop there just for a second and explain explain to me a little bit more what that basically is. Our community investment is what you would call our philanthropy or our grant opportunities. And we uh, have them apply through cyber grants. The committee decides how much, when we know how much money we have to give away, then they divvy it up in our asset area. So it's our grant opportunities. And we have several other ways to give, but that's the most notable one. Excellent, Glennis. We do have to take a quick break. When we return, I want to get back on the topic of ConocoPhillips and their amazing community initiative partnerships that you guys have been doing for so many years in the Eagle Ford Shell. You are listening to In the Oil Patch. We'll be right back. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil field experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. 
So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. And we are back. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest in studio today is Glennis Strauss. Glennis, before the break, we were talking about ConocoPhillips and its community initiatives. Let's get back on that topic because you guys give so much in Carnes County. So I want to talk about some of the other programs that you guys participate in. Kim, our pillars of giving as for our grants are through emergency services, education, environment, civic, and the arts. So those are the big areas that we're looking to funding. But then we have sponsorships, which go on year-round rather than just one uh, one window of opportunity. And sponsorships are where our employees can show up, where we can volunteer, whether it's at a chamber banquet, it might be at a festival, and we do sponsor festivals like Lonesome Dove in Carnes County and Blue Bonnet Days in Kennedy, Story Fest in George West, Tom Tom in Yoakum, and Turkey Fest in Quero. And you will see us in our red volunteer shirts that say Conoco Phillips, and we are there to do whatever it is that this festival organizer would like us to do. We have been in parades. We have judged turkeys and see how long it takes them to run down the street. All of those kinds of things. It's that quite an like, adventure. It sounds like a fun job working and, at ConocoPhillips. And we've been uh, judges of the Liars Contest at StoryFest, too. So you never know what you're going to get involved <laughs> in at one of these festivals. But I want to talk a little bit about something that's coming up, and that's Warriors Weekend in Port O'Connor. I, was, I went down there a little bit reluctantly because I didn't know where o- Port O'Connor was and I didn't know what I was going to get into about three years ago. And these warriors who have come back from the Afghanistan and, and those wars in the, in the Mideast come back and we take them out on our boats, not my boat, but boats fishing for the day out into the Gulf and into the Bay Area. They get to fish. They get to spend the time down in that beautiful coastal area. We come back and have a fish fry for them, and then on Saturday, that's Friday, and then on Saturday they they do the fishing and come back to a huge barbecue. And you really learn what being a servant leader is because you understand that these men have given life and limb, and they their friends are um, gone from them, and some of them are obviously wounded, and some of them are obviously not wounded physically, but the, the PPSD and the trauma that they're still suffering really did touch my heart. And I can see where we have, we have volunteers going this uh, next weekend and to serve them and to thank them for their service. And that's a really wonderful effort. Besides donating money to that, then our volunteers, the time that they are there, can translate back into money from the company for the organization. They fly in warriors from all over the United States and pay for their plane ticket and their hotel and their transportation and their food. It's a wonderful weekend. We sponsor Relay for Life. And one of the things that we're very passionate about is South Texas Children's Home. The orphans who go there live in cottages. It's in Bee County, right on the Corns County line. We have Christmas for them. Every child gets a gift, and these are children who are not used to getting gifts. We have the Easter Bunny comes at Easter, and one of my jobs is to play Mrs. Santa. I guess I'm very <laughs> suited for that particular job. So, um, you know, those are some things that all of our employees get involved in. 
and we go in mass to Christmas and to Easter and to, to different things like that. We also get involved in STEM camps, and STEM is is uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Very important topic. Absolutely, our subject to study. Well, one of the reasons we get involved in STEM camp is because, you know, you never think about people working in the oil field as being scientists, but indeed they, but they are, are scientists, mm-hmm. right? And mathematicians, whether they're uh, hydrologists or geologists or engineers of one kind or another. They are absolutely scientists, and we need their expertise. And we were trying to get children to see that science is really cool. And we do that by sponsoring NEED, which is the National Energy Education Development Organization. And we have workshops uh, in, in the Eagleford area. We'll have one September 27th at our Conoco facility. And then also we sponsor something that's really cool, and that is the Texas Alliance for Minorities in Engineering Trailblazer Van. And we had it at, at Blue Bonnet Days this last week. We've had it at Story Fest. We're going to have it at Quero at Turkey Fest in October. And people can go through and see just how cool science is because they get to interact and looking at energy and uh, biomet- biomedical situations, space, how the weather. And all you know what? All of that relates to the oil field in one way or another because we're all looking for better machines, better ways to do what we're doing. And this, so this is a mobile machine that comes out and is actually... It's like an 18-wheeler, and, and students or anybody starts at one end and goes through, and they are taught about these five different areas. Aerodynamics is the fifth one. And they get to touch things. They get to experience energy and make energy. Oh, my And gosh. it's really a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we have students who... And what we're hoping to do is to turn them on to science. (laughs) You know, it can be really cool. And you can have, and the other thing that we emphasize is that the jobs that are on the end of this study are really good jobs. High-paying jobs. High-paying jobs. Great jobs. Great benefits and an opportunity to advance themselves and their family and, oh, by the way, their communities. That's right. You know, one of the things that is becoming apparent is I'm going to take us back to that spirit value that ConocoPhillips um, basically has embedded in the culture. Because it's one thing to get up and go to work every day, and you're making a great pay, and you really enjoy your work environment and the culture, and you enjoy working with your coworkers, and it's it's just a great place. But what is starting to appear is ConocoPhillips helps the person that's working there understand the greater good overall for everything within their community. And when you're out there and you're visiting people who maybe have served in the war and have come back um, differently than when they left, or you are um, working with uh, communities that need volunteers to make their mission uh, happen or make it possible for it to be successful, it really is raising the awareness, in my opinion, of something greater than you and greater than just your day-to-day job. And there's not a lot of companies that really give a lot of thought into how do we make our employees see the the bigger picture and enjoy the bigger picture. It's one thing to be told to do it. It's another to have a culture that enjoys doing it. We went to something called the DASH, which is for alternatively abled students. And and I think we got an appreciation that we can help everybody. And, and the other thing is when our subject matter experts go to the Rotary Club or to speak, they see how important and that people are looking at ConocoPhillips and saying, what are you doing? Teach us. Teach, Teach us. us. It's a culture. 
Um, we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that will keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest in studio today is Glennis Strauss. Glennis, before the break, we were talking about all the different events that ConocoPhillips participates in all year round for all of these community initiatives that you guys that the company participates in. So tell me a little bit about some of the events that ConocoPhillips sponsors as well. Well, Kim, one of the things, we have a culture where volunteerism is a part of our goals every year. It's a part of what people are excited about doing and what we're trying to bring new people that may come in to the Eagleford area so they understand that going to a festival is not just going to a festival it's interacting with the community, and I mentioned a bunch of those, but we have a whole new initiative called SERVE. It doesn't stand for anything. Conoco serves our community, and we do this through, for instance, our drilling and completion people have a, a, scholar, a golf tournament for scholarships, and we also have clay shoots, and that sounds like, yeah, that's a lot of fun, and it is a lot of fun, but the end result is is that we're going to have our um, third annual golf tournament coming up in the fall. And to date, we've raised um, over $63,000 for one school in the Eagleford and uh, contributed. That's the money we've given away. And we have an endowment of 240000 just from those endeavors. Also, the clay shoot goes to the South Texas Children's Home that I said that we are very passionate about. And so all of these things that we do, whether it's raising money for scholarships or going to the children's home or Warriors Weekend or the TAN, all of this is to the point of we are a part of the community, we live there, and we want to feather our nest, not just Conoco's, but the whole community so that we're more comfortable, the people who are in need have some access to some resources that frankly wasn't here before the Eagle Food came around. It certainly sounds like that is the mission of ConocoPhillips, and I'm just trying to figure out, well, when do you guys actually work? <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly, tell me a little bit about how much do you think overall ConocoPhillips has donated in Eagle Ford just this year? Well, let's, let's, let's kind of go global, and then we'll break it down to the Eagle Ford. In 2016, ConocoPhillips as a corporation worldwide donated $43.5 million to various charities. And then $34.9 million of that was from ConocoPhillips, and $8.6 million of that was from employee and retiree matching gifts, which means for every 40 hours that cumulatively we work, the company matched that and gave it back to the organization. So that's $8.6 million of sweat equity that people have put into those organizations. And... Uh, we have given in the Eagleford this last spring, we gave $235,000 to 38 organizations in those four counties. And we're very proud of that. Very interesting, Glennis. But I, I also want to know about new initiatives that ConocoPhillips is planning for 2017 and 18. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are working on. 
Kim, in addition to the SERVE program, which is getting all of our volunteers to sign up to volunteer for at least one thing this year, we are working in the Eagleford because we've listened to our judges, we've listened to our communities, our landowners, and two things that they were upset about was people speeding down their caliche roads and causing dust clouds and trash. So we've come up with an initiative called Slow Down, Don't Trash Our Town. <laughs> I and, love it. <laughs> and we have all kinds of collateral going with that. We're speaking to different clubs. I've spoken to over 250 of our contractors and to tell them that if they're working for ConocoPhillips, at the back of their, tr their pickup truck is not a trash can, to dispose of that trash, to go by the speed limits, especially on Caliche roads, because we don't want the corn crop to die of choking to death on dust, and that's happening. Mm -hmm. So we're asking everybody in the Eagleford to slow down to what is posted or below and to keep their trash until they can properly dispose of it. And that sounds like maybe a simplistic m message, but it's a very important message if you live in that community. And I use this as an example. When I push my blue bin out to the curb on Tuesday and Friday morning, if my neighbor brought his sack out and just threw it in my front yard and distributed that trash everywhere, it would make me angry. Right. And that's exactly what's happening when the trash goes into the, the side of the road or into the farmer's front yard or into their fields. So we're asking people to, to slow down to speed and to not trash the communities that we live in. So that's a really big initiative for us, and we want to get the word out for that, for all companies, for all contractors to remember that. Well, one of the things that I, I definitely want to close with is how the spirit value system or initiative that ConocoPhillips has implemented within the Eagle Ford definitely should inspire a lot more energy companies to look in, into their own uh, culture and see, are they doing everything they can uh, right by their neighbor? Because I do have to say ConocoPhillips has also, in my opinion, set the bar very, very high. And it's an amazing thing that you guys are doing, not just as a company, but the culture and the desire to want to be a part of the community. And this is the type of great media that rarely gets out. Um, it's more of all of the bad things that are happening. And so this is why I'm so excited that you, you, Glennis, and ConocoPhillips decided to give us a show today to talk about all the amazing things that are happening. Because while ConocoPhillips is doing amazing things, there's a lot of also other oil companies, service companies that do their part too. Some to your level, some not, but it's important that we here in Texas understand we, re we receive so many resources from oil and gas exploration. And it's really nice to hear how much you guys give back to the communities where you live and work. So I want to say thank you for being a guest on our show today. We want to thank ConocoPhillips for being such a great partner in the Eagle Ford and really paving the way for other energy companies. Get on board and uh, look and see and make some changes if needed. Well, Kim, I have to say it is my pleasure to be here with you today, and I know what a great job Shell Magazine does getting the word out about a lot of different things in the industry. And I, as an educator, I was always on the asking end, and it's really a delight to be able to give back to our communities in this, in this position that I'm in now. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Great show, and we look forward to having you back on here soon. 
Kim, great guest today. ConocoPhillips, great company. Glennis Strauss, Community Relations Advisor for ConocoPhillips, Eagle Ford Division. And I think, Kim, we need to make her the topic of our trivia question this week. I agree. What's the question? The question is, are you ready? Drum roll. Anybody got a... Well, we don't have a drum in here today, but ConocoPhillips lives by a set of values, and there's an acronym for that set of values that, that Glennis talked about earlier in the show. Give us that acronym. Be the first correct emailer to radio at shalemag.com. That's radio at S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. And you're going to win a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao Brazilian Steakhouse. And, man, they, they have got some of the best food. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. And, Kim, this is going to about wrap the show for the week. Uh, don't forget, like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash in the Oil Patch Radio Show at ShaleMag on Twitter. And until next week, adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.